What's up, everyone? We pick up with the conversation with myself, Carl, and Jared. We're going to be talking about kids and why you should have them. So hope you enjoy episode 82.2, and thank you for listening, as always. Well, tomorrow night. Let's tomorrow night, yeah. Let's, let's do it tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, you want to know what I got going on? Um, M- Millie has gymnastics. Okay. Doing Gra- flips. She Graham, so Millie. She's softball, Graham has practice at the same time as Millie has gymnastics. Katie has two softball middle school games that she's got to coach, so I'm by myself. So Millie and Graham. Whose fault, who's fault is it that Katie has to coach? Nobody's fault. No, it's Katie's fault. She's, she's, doing, doing she's doing her own thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. I ain't mad at her. I got it. Um, as soon as Millie gets out of fucking gymnastics, she's got softball practice. No, so, no whose fault is that? That's my fault. <laughs> that, that is my fault. Hey, Carl, remember? I think I said this a couple podcasts ago. Is that, um, man, y'all, y'all make a really, really good um, good pitch to not have kids. <laughs> <laughs> For me, I'm like, man, the more the more I hear about y'all's schedule, I'm like, yeah. But I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you right now, JB. And this sounds like that, but Carl will tell you, he loves every fucking every, second, every minute of it, bro. Yep. It's one of the. I believe that. It's one of the. And, and I'm, I'm gonna tell you, and I complain about all kind of shit about what I have to do for my kids, but when I'm in it, and I look back at it, I'm like. Man, that's the best. Like softball tournaments, dude. We go to softball tournaments. Yeah, we have our fun. We drink our beer and shit. But when we're watching our kids, bro. If you watch our faces, like I cheer for Carl's kid more than I cheer for my own fucking kid. <laughs> Likewise, like, seriously, and he's he's the same. Like it's the best thing ever, like ever. Like it's it's the most rewarding, but most stressful. Oh, it's it's crazy thing dude. that you could ever do in your life. And it, my, our personal lives, I give two fucks. Like what I do is my life, my kids, like what happens with them means everything to us. I actually had this this conversation with my mom today, actually, and it was like, I will do whatever I can to give them a better life than what I had. And it's not that I had a bad life, but I think that's that's the goal as a parent, right? You know what I mean? To try and teach them more. Or give them more experience, or put them in different situations, or whatever it may be. But that is the whole purpose of it, you know, is giving them more, not not just material things, but like experience or um, knowledge. Conversations, or man. Conversations. Yeah, we, Avery and I talk all the time about this, that, and the other. You know what I mean? And it's. Maybe I'm disappointed, or maybe I'm happy, or maybe I'm sad, well, or whatever, and, but and it's look, just... The best thing you can ever witness is watch your kids succeed in something. 100%. To watch them, like, push over a boundary and do something, there is nothing I've done in my life, and I've done a lot of shit that can ever top that. Yeah, I actually, that, that makes sense, right? I love... I love and the, I've done a lot of good shit in my <laughs> life. Let me tell you something. I've done a lot of bad shit in my life, but there's nothing. And I mean, past the, the point of your child being born, watching your child overcome an obstacle, and Carl can tell you this. I mean, up and down, like watching them overcome a boundary or something that happened to them, 
come up the other side better than they were. I mean, that's the best thing you could ever witness in your life. It's it's one of the one of the best things to witness. One of the the best things for me is the failure part of it. Not necessarily in the 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 emotion of it that they have, but in the conversation of it that they have that we have, right? In, yeah, like after the fact you're saying. Yeah. yeah. And so the conversation that you have after failure is one of the better ones to try and broaden their understanding of the failure. And then to watch that, like what you're saying, that overcoming of it makes the the failure, that heartache, that difficult discussion that you had with them, it makes it all the more worth it to watch them overcome that and do it on their own. Yep. Like, it's like a plant and you water it and your watering is the the difficult conversation that you have and when they they sprout a new flower you're like holy shit that's what i'm talking about you know what i mean yeah. watch them light yeah, you up know what it yeah you know what it is guys it's adversity right because being able to not not only not overcome it i mean sometimes you will sometimes you won't but it's just the idea of being able to deal with adversity and be and know that you're going to be okay right and i think that cuz that's real life Right, think about yeah. it on a day-to-day basis. You got to deal with shit that you don't want to deal with, but you either do a really good job at dealing with it, or you, you know, maybe you don't do the best job. But it's like, don't be okay. We kicking and breathing, right? Like, as long as it's not like and, a, a and like threatening, you know. Exactly, and even better is like somebody's kid who's not your own, like Avery, like Carl's child. I'm not gonna say her name on this podcast, but Carl's child. You know, that's my child's best friend, right? Oh, yeah. 100%. So to, to watch her succeed on anything, like the joy I get from that, like it's unbelievable, right? And he feels the same way about my child. 100%. So, like, when you get when you get 12 guys together on the same team and, like, you're watching these kids succeed or fail and, and pick themselves up, and then watching those kids together that's, pick that's, them ch- themselves up and, like, Pick each uh, each other up, man. That's that's like you can't even. You there's not enough money in the world to pay for that kind of shit. That, that, right that's kind of what I was gonna say. Is that there's not you you pick your own kid up, but to watch them pick themselves up yes. and each other up, it's the each other part when they yeah. pick each other up. Oh, right. that's, is like that's when you get the gift back. You're that's, like that's holy the gift you get back from having a child. Hundred percent. Right You're like holy shit. Okay. Maybe you get it a little bit. You know what I mean? I know you don't really understand the full spectrum of everything that's going on in the world, but you understand the base of everything that happens, of being a, a human and interacting and, and, with and other you people. Also know it's like my kid's gonna be a fucking okay. Hundred percent. You know what? She gives a fuck. Like she actually cares about somebody else's interest and shit. Like. That's when you fucking know you did something right in your life. Hundred percent. I did so much fucked up shit in my life, and like yeah. right now, and like seriously, I did. I mean, I've done some fucked up shit, but I watch my kid, and I watch her treat another kid with respect and dignity, and like want that kid to do well. I was like, okay, I did okay. I did something right in my life where she's gonna pass that along, you know. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's that's the reward you get from having a child. Hundred percent. Through if you do it right. Through all the struggles and all the times and all the run from here to there to here to there and this and that and whatever it may be. To to watch them really give a shit about somebody else, even if it's uh, you know as uh, microscopic as a softball team or a soccer team or a track team or whatever it may be, you know, like cheering for a a teammate to run through their finish at the the track finish, you know, at the finish line. Or a kid strikes out and they, hey, don't worry about it. I got you. You know what I mean? Or whatever it may be. Pick them up. But that's life. You know what I mean? What's even funnier is, though, about that whole situation and it's crazy how me and Carl became friends, right? So our kids played on the same team together, right? So we became coaches together, right? So you have to care about another coach, right? We weren't even friends at this point. We were just coaches together, right? So Coexisted. We coexisted. We have to care about each other for our team to be a decent team, right? So our ideas have to somehow mend together. Like, we have to have some kind of in-between where it's going to work out. And if it didn't, we wouldn't give a fuck about each other, right? No. And that's the thing about anything in sports, relationships. Like, you have to find a common ground to where you can, you know, bond with somebody, right? And yeah. that that involves a lot of difficult oh, conversations, whether it it's it whether does. it's about my kid or your kid or somebody else's kid or whatever. It doesn't matter because the thing that I think too many people fail at is the protectiveness of their own kid, right. that shell that I want to protect them. And look, by all means, I want to protect my kid from so many things. But also, at the same time, I want to be able to allow them to experience to what life... honest yeah. about what's going on. Honest? Because that is what life is, right? That is what they're... Exactly. After that, that period of time that I'm going to be able to shelter you or protect you, you're going to face that life. No matter how much I try, no matter how much I try and protect you, you're going to face that life thing, right? So, yep. just... For instance, Avery got upset with me on Saturday because at a track meet, she ran the mile. And her first meet, she ran 7.56 for the mile. And then the second meet, Saturday, she ran 8.10. And she was mad at me because I said, hey, you didn't run better. You ran worse. And I'm saying, hey, look, it was 40-something degrees outside, and it was raining, it was cold, and I get it. There's, I'm not saying you failed. But the simple fact of it is, you did do worse. You didn't do better. And she got upset about it. And I'm like, I'm not saying you're shit. I'm not saying you did poorly. I'm not saying you did bad. But the fact of the matter is, you did worse than what you did the first time. I'm not mad mad at you. You know what I mean? I'm not upset with you. 
there are outside influences where sometimes maybe you just didn't feel it. Maybe you weren't as good, you know. It, it's not a defining factor that you did worse this time versus the first time. It's not saying you did worse based on it's facts, you know what I mean? But that is life. Sometimes you're going you're gonna to do your best and you're going to come up short and you're going to do worse than you did the other time or whatever. Who cares? Well, you know what I mean? Did you did you give it, it your all? You know what I mean? Here's the way I, I see shit as it is in this day and age, right? In the society we live in. And I know we're taking a big turn in this podcast, but fuck what you talk about. If you can't look at somebody in the face and tell them what they're doing is fucked up, right? 100%. And he looks at you and he, and he says, well, that's not right. But he knows he's fucked up and he can't admit it. I mean, you, can, you can never have any kind of, you know, relationship, any kind of common bond or anything. It's a, it's a truthful thing. And yes. the, the funny yeah. thing about it was that I had the same conversation with my mom today, right? And we were talking about how you have conversations with other people, but not get so dug into your own opinions. And I told her, I was like, look. Open mind about everything. The way that I look at a lot of things is like, can I see that as reasonable? Regardless of my opinion, can I see that as a reasonable take? And if it's reasonable, then I can say, okay, that'll only help to shape or change my opinion of things or my perception of things because you see it from a different point. Because you have different factors or you have different, you know, influences or whatever it may be. And so that'll help give me more perspective when that certain certain situation arises to where it's like, okay, yeah, I, I don't feel as hurt or neglected or insulted or whatever it is because a certain person acted this way based on a situation. Because I totally understand where they're coming from. Put yourself in somebody else's situation. When two people agree to look at themselves in the mirror and understand their situation and like reflect it back in each other, that's the, be- that's, the- that's the perfect situation, right? But nobody does it anymore. And that's why, like, JB, I'm talking like me and Carl, when we used to coach together, like, we were, the- we were the best combo because I could tell him, hey, you're fucking up on this. 100%. And he would look at me like, yeah, you're right. And he could say, hey, Jared, you need to fucking time with this. I'm like, yeah, you're right. But like, people, we would own it. Like, like people, his criticism was right of me, and I would say, fuck you, yeah, you're right. And I would tell him the same shit, and he's like, yeah, you're fucking right. That is the fucking problem with society. People, people don't interact that way anymore. Because if in today's society, right, you say, well, that's fucked up. No, it's not. This is right. The they, way that I'm going about it is right. They want to defend everything they got. And it's like, no, bro, look in the mirror for a second. You know? I, th- I think a lot of it has to do with that criticism. It strikes something deeper in terms of you're a dumbass. Or Where's the younger the, culture? Like, especially yeah. our kids, he's now. It's like, I can see it my own child. Mine too. And it's like, she has trouble with people at school. It's like, hey. Hey, maybe it's you. Maybe you need to look in the mirror and, and change the way you're talking about, you know, the way you're thinking. She don't see it like that. Yeah. It's that kid. She's the one that's fucked up. 
You know? I'm like, ah, maybe she's not. 100%, dude. I tell Avery all the time. I'm nobody, like, look. Nobody wants to self-reflect anymore. And that's the problem we're having. Yeah. It, it's, not, it's not just what you are not the sole person. I tell Avery all the time. Like, you are not the only person in this back and forth. Right. It's not just about what you want or what your opinion is or what you want to do. Like, there's a give and take, and you have to find that happy median of what's acceptable for both. Or maybe sometimes I do what you want to do, or sometimes you do what I want to do, but there's a there's a give and take in all of it. It's not just a, a straight take, but you, you know? But you know what I learned in my life in this situation? That we're, we're on this page or whatever, but it's a good thing to talk about. I own everything these days. Like, I stop projecting shit on people. I said, you know what? Even if it isn't my fault, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. Because at the end of the day, if I take that fault, at least I'm learning from something, right? That person who won't even acknowledge any of it, he's getting worse and worse and worse, right? I want him to get better. I think a lot of that has to deal with is that person somewhat willing to bend, some folks won't go. No, I know. And so you got to take it on. You when just got to eat it. When they're, when they're not willing to bend, it's easier to just be like, hey, you know what? Don't even worry about it. Fuck I got it. it. You know what I mean? I'm not scared to eat it. No. Just eat it. Fuck no. Why not? Yeah, You know, I, I think it's a combination of, like, being self-reflective and being able to kind of look back and see where you messed up. And, Jared, I think what you said, is, it's just a it's great, great leadership, right? Like, hey, I'm, I'm going to blame myself before I blame any, anybody else. But I also think is that how do you maintain your confidence along with that? And I think that's a that's the combination that you're looking for, right? How how can you be self-reflective, learn from your mistakes, take it on before anybody else takes it on, but also continue to have the same confidence in your decision making and the things that you do and your actions? Because uh, because I I think uh, like I know personally I fall into that kind of rabbit hole, right? Like I'll take everything on and I'm I feel like I'm pretty self-reflective especially if somebody brings it up to me. But I think it's like, all right, cool. Like, I'm still good at what I do. I'm still a good person, you know. I'm a good man. I'm a good friend. Well, whatever it is. So I think those two put together, man, that's a that's a deadly thing. And it sounds like what, what y'all are doing is y'all are trying to mold y'all kids to be able to be empathetic, to be caring, you know, but also to be confident at the same time. Like, yep. it's okay to screw up. Just keep doing what you're doing, right? Like, it, it's, 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 like it's like own your shit and move the fuck on. It's definitely tough, though, because it's easy. The easy way out is to be like, okay, yeah, I'm a fuck up. Okay, fuck me. And then you go into the spiral of I'm a piece of shit or I'm this or I'm that, and you go into a pity party, right? But it's not so much about that. It's it's knowing that everybody thinks a little bit differently. Everybody interprets things a little bit differently. It's not that your decision was wrong, but it wasn't the best decision for that particular person, right? So you make a decision and it affects that person negatively and you understand that, hey, okay, the what I did or the way I thought or the way I spoke or whatever, it affected you negatively, but that's not that's not everyone. It's hard because like my youngest child, and you know this, she's very sensitive. And she has a hard time getting her feelings across for that, right? So it's like, how do you tell her to be tough, but to be emotionally 
available at the same time. Yeah. It's, a, it's a tough thing to do. 100%. It's like it's you, you got to go through life and learn it to be able to do it, right? Uh, and that's and at my it. age, I've seen it and I've done it and I've felt it, right? But in a, in a nine-year-old's brain, everything's right here, right now. Yeah. It's like... It's it's the most immediate, the most simplistic things you could ever think about when you go from school. To them, it's the end of the world. But as a parent, you can't act like it's nothing, right? Because if you act like, oh, it's not a big deal, brush it off, right? But to them, at that point in time, it is the biggest deal to their life, right in there. So you have to like take a step back and say, okay, I just saw somebody die in a vehicle accident, right? So why is this a big deal, right? But to them, it's the biggest deal in the freaking world. So you have to be able to, like, come back for a second and say, okay, let's break this down to why you're feeling like this. But that, that is, in and of itself, the biggest positive. It's the hardest thing to do in a life um, with a child. No, I, 100%. But the, the most rewarding thing that you can do as a parent and what makes all the shit worth it is to to be able to help guide them. Yep. Yep. You know what I mean? And then when you guide them through something and they come out the other side better than what they were, that is that is what it is. Yep. It's not you're you're never gonna force your kid to do something that you want them to do. Uh, it's about showing them the example or showing them the way to work through it. And then when they come through it, and it may be a day, or it may be six months, or it may be two years. You you never know, depending on the kid. But when they come through it, you're like, that was, it was painful, and it was stressful, but it was worth all of, all of it. You know what I mean? So come back around, JB, that is why. It's worth having hundred percent kids. <laughs> don't just don't. It's, 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 so, so I need I need to make a baby. Is what well, you're look, man, I mean, with the with the but if you do, that's your advice. With man. the with the right person, you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, no, no, it's no, no, rewarding. No, no. It. It's fucking hard, but at the end of the day, dude, we wouldn't change anything for anything in the world. But nothing yeah, no, nothing no. that's worth it is ever easy, nope. right? So that's right. So people who say like having kids is is a burden. Man, they ain't living right then. I can tell you that much. They should. They shouldn't have had kids. <laughs> you're just. You're just highlighting. You're highlighting the wrong parts of it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. yeah, no it. At no. We, we all have our moments when we think it's a burden, but in the day, man, people are living lives worse than we are. Hundred percent. Think about that for a second. You're like, hey, dude, we got it fucking good over here. It's a. It's only a burden because it's not easy. Yep. But if you do what you're supposed to do and you talk to them like you're supposed to talk to them and you treat them like you're supposed to treat them, it's, it's tough, but it's 100% worth it. Yep. But I love it. We, we, need, we need to have a men's group where we can talk about this. That'd be nice. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> maybe so. But, <laughs> and that's a wrap. And that's episode 82. We got um, deep. We got deep real quick. Fellas. We did get. We get. Good, we though. got. We. You got to get deep every once in a while. We here. dug deep pretty pretty late there. I like it though. So it's a little bit of a long one. That ain't what she said. Yeah. Well, hey, I appreciate y'all letting me call in a little bit tardy to tardy to the party. 
Or JB. It's always good, fellas. JB, you know, it. even though I didn't see you, buddy, it's good to hear your voice, dog. Yeah, always, man, always. Next time I'm in town, we all need to get together. Yes, sir. Tomorrow? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I, I think tomorrow's not happening for, for anybody. No, so. fuck no. Well, I appreciate it. Jared, thanks for coming, bro. Yes, sir. Because if not, I'd have been doing this at my house. Anytime you need me, I'm here, brother. Hey, man, I'll call you every week. I might, <laughs> we might come well, visit next, you at next, the station. Well, next week. Hey, you can come to the station, bro. I'll, I'll come ride along, bro. Watch you drift that motherfucker. Yeah, I'll drift the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're hey, good. Next time, the Duckley Band will Bro, I swear, if if it don't come next time, I'm going to be... I'm going very... I'm, I'm, I'm to dig the history on it because I still can't find out why it's a Duckley Band award. <laughs> I don't know if they still do it to this day. I don't know if they still do it. But I have it in 1999. I am the official Doug Cleveland Award winner. I was and nine. My name is on the shit. Nine years old. Well, I'm sorry. Buddy. I think I think we need I, I think we need a picture to uh, to prove this, Jared. <sighs> well, bro, this stuff you talking about like in the late nineties is not many pictures, but I no, I mean trophy. of the of no, the trophy, like no, no, no. I'm gonna bring the trophy to the podcast, <laughs> and like it'll be official, official. I swear, if it's less than a foot tall, I'm gonna be so no, no, pissed. <laughs> Can, can I, can I if it's like, it? like if it's like this little a six little no, six inch trophy, bro, I'm gonna be so I, disappointed. From what I remember, it's pretty big, but I'm gonna have to bring it out the, the <laughs> you know to make sure. It's definitely it's definitely <laughs> like a take, little take, little four inch trophy, bro. Plaque, like, it's not a plaque. It's a, it's a trophy, so I'm gonna bring it out. I can't <laughs> wait, bro. I can't wait. So. Well, good deal, man. Thank you, thank yeah. you for joining us, JB. Safe travels on your one Always. one day in Louisiana. <laughs> Until next time, man. Until next time. All right, Later, boys, y'all, y'all be good. All right, ball. Later, Later ball. Boot down.